What is going on, everyone, and welcome back to Nerdwide Podcast. This is episode 12, and boy, oh boy, do we have a jam-packed, news-filled episode for you guys. But first, I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, with my favorite co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Chris Rivers. How's it going, Tyler? Man, it is. It's going and it's going well. I told you last week before we record when we we're recording the episode that we're going to have a some news coming up soon because last week was a little light and uh, I was not expecting this much news and it just keeps on rolling and rolling and rolling. Yeah. So listen, I want to let's just jump straight into this. First off, for Patreon is live. If you feel like subscribing is not the, what you want to do and you want to do a little bit more, go on, head on over to patreon.com slash nerdwide to help us out at any of the three tiers of your choosing, and we really appreciate it if you do. Chris, but first, oh, you know, that's a lot to get to go in. I want to kind of mellow out for a minute. Chris, just, how was your week? How was everything? Uh, it was all right. It was better knowing that I had a four-day weekend coming up. So, Oh, that's right. Monday is Martin Luther King Day, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we got that day off. So. Well, that must be nice, Chris, because that's not going to be fun for me. I'm just going to go ahead and say that right this second. Um, as, you know, as far as my week's been, it's been okay, as you can see. Uh, it's empty back here. If you're a video watcher here, yeah. it's, 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 it's empty. We're uh, we've got like eight people coming to look at our house over the next two days as of this recording. And, um, so yeah, there's gonna be a bunch of people just touching all of my stuff here and, or being around it and, you know, just open mouth breathing and I don't like it, but it's, it's part of apparently selling your house. Just think somebody, somebody might come by and teabag your console. You know what? They better not. Cause these, these, my babies are right here and they better not touch them, Chris. <laughs> They're not going to touch them. <laughs> Uh, Chris, look, I want to get right into this. We've got such a jam-packed episode full of news. Uh, but first, I want to know in our first topic, which is TV, what in the world have you been watching? Uh, I only got to one more episode of Arrow in my attempt to catch up to that. And then I uh, really haven't been watching a ton of television. Uh, caught a couple more episodes of Oak Island. What are you thinking of that? Trying. Uh, same old Oak Island. Mm. <laughs> no, oh, look, it's old wood. <laughs> oh, look, another episode. More wood. <laughs> um, listen, I have been watching, of course, I watched WandaVision. Uh, the first two episodes dropped. I'm going to wait till you watch it. We'll start. We'll talk about that on the next episode. Uh, but the more importantly, what I started this week was the HBO Max Now show called Titans, uh, which follows, you know, Starfire, Titans. Beast Boy, uh, Derek Henry, Der oh, Derek Henry, Ryan Tannehill, um, <laughs> that whole gang. No, but this, this show yeah. is, is right up our alley, especially when we were doing hero cravings, this show was starting to come out and, um, I'm thinking like episode seven of the first season. And it's a different show. It, you could tell the budget wasn't the best. The The characters are um, a little different origin story than what they you would see in your most comic books, which is fine. But it's a, it, it's definitely a gruesome show, but it's really... I, I like it. it it's, it's a Tyler show, if there ever was made one. Uh, of course, go. season two has um, Superboy in it. So I'm kind of excited to see that how that plays out. But, Chris, before we get into what is being played out, 
Our first story on the notable news for TV is MCU Disney Plus series runtime and episode length announced. I'm going over to Collider.com for this one by Adam Chitwood. I'm, I'm not going to read all the fluff of a lot of these news pieces. I just want to get right to what we're going for. All right. WandaVision premiere date January 15, 2021. Six episodes, 30 to 40 minutes each. Uh, the first two episodes, I think, were 31 and then 41 episode, uh, minutes which at the very end of these episodes were like a six to seven minute uh, tr uh, credits. Did not need to be that long. All right. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, premiere date March 19th, 2021, six episodes. It doesn't have a uh, how many minutes they are. Loki, May 2021, six episodes. What If series, summer 2021, 23 episodes. Hold on to that what if, put a pin in that one. Uh, Hawkeye, we're looking at 2022 release date, six episodes. Miss Marvel is to be announced. So it looks like they're staying in the six episode length for a lot of these for about six hours of content, give or take. Um, now, unpin that because our next news story is Frank Grill to return as Crossbones in Marvel's What If series. Going right back to Collider by, on this one. And this one is by Gregory Lawrence. The. During an exclusive extended interview with Grillo and our very own Steven Weintraub, Grillo responded quite quickly and bluntly that he is indeed reprising Crossbones in Marvel and Disney Plus's upcoming animated series, What If? His exact words confirming the matter. Yeah, no, I'm in it. I've been doing it. Let me see. You're going to come down here. Grillo revealed that he recorded four or five episodes in one day, one day or two days, and now I think I'm going to have to go in February to record a few more. I recorded that probably almost a year ago, and I'm sure with COVID and everything, everything was put on hold, but now it's come back around. I literally don't know anything more about it. I don't even remember what I was doing. I don't remember what I said in the shows, but I think it's going to be cool. <laughs> right. In classic uh, Grillo's fashion. But what gets me, though, is Chris, we just saw read that it was going to be 23 episodes, and he's already recorded mm -hmm. four or five episodes. So I guess we're we're gonna focus real heavy on him. Do we think he's going to be Crossbones? Uh, I don't think he's gonna be Captain America because I, I think he would remember what he said uh, if he was Captain America. But yeah, out of all of the What If series, I did not expect a uh, a four or five episodes of Frank Grillo, and especially for him to go back and record in February. Yeah, I don't know, man. Four or five episodes. of of crossbones i don't know i is is is, is he just going to be sort of a a background character in some of these where he's he's got a couple of lines and then he's done for that episode or is it going to be something where i mean because what if is is essentially a butterfly effect type thing right if right. this thing changed how would it impact everything so is there one episode where they talk about something changing and it affects crossbones in particular over multiple I don't know. I'm 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 wondering if it's somehow they touch on something like a major a major storyline in Marvel that if it changed would affect crossbones in multiple stories or plots or maybe a um I Captain know. America, I'm... Winter Soldier, plotline or something like Possibly. that. I mean, there's when you do a what if series like this, there's literally so many things you can do, 
and it'd be almost uh, impossible to predict exactly what's going to happen or whatever storyline they're going for. Um, yeah, I mean, I this is the one that I always thought from the time they announced would be the most fun. Right. Oh, no, it's Just definitely going to be a lot of fun. And I'm glad that they're doing yeah. 23 episodes instead of like six or something like that because you could do a lot more with that. Um, mm-hmm. But here's, listen, here's something else that you could do a lot more with. News number three for TV. Sony CEO says the Uncharted movie and The Last of Us HBO series are just the beginning. I'm going over to our friends at comicbook.com for this one, and this is by Roland Bishop. As part of Sony's larger participation in CES 2021, Sony Interactive Entertainment President and CEO Jim Ryan made an appearance in a video largely about the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation brand in general. But we're to come down to he made a quote. He says, given that Sony was set at the end of the last year to be making 10 total movies and shows based on PlayStation IP, Ryan's words seem to align directly with that vision. Quote, we're also really thrilled to bring some of the best PlayStation IP to new media like film and television. Ryan says during his brief CES 2021 video, quote, you'll see this year the upcoming you'll see this year the upcoming Tom Holland film Uncharted, based on our iconic adventure games, and The Last of Us, a gritty emotional journey will be coming to HBO. This is just the beginning of the expansion of our storytelling into new media and even wider audiences. Sony is a creative entertainment company, and entertainment has never been more important. I am calling mm. it right now. They're going Uh-oh. to do a God of War series and or movie. There is no way they do not do that. I, I don't think you could do... Well, you could do a movie, but it that's something that they need to take their time with. Right, and make sure it's done correctly. Like, I mean, they make could... Make it a series. Yeah, they could even... So my thing is, would they go off of the the first three games where he's the God of Sparta or... Is he going to be this new 2018 God of War where he's the father? Either way, I feel like they could do it. I almost want them to do a God of War 2018 version because, one, you've got more depth with the family thing. And if you have to do flashbacks, mm-hmm. it's an easy, you know, five-minute scene flashback or something like that if they did the TV series way. Right. Um, they'll probably They'll probably do at least, if they were to do it in seasons, they would probably do at least one season on the original God of War. Mm-hmm. That way, people that they that they're able to attract to it that haven't played the games would have a foundation with which to watch right. the remaining seasons. Because you'd have to have the Blades of Chaos and everything again. Oh God! I just that's that's when when I read this and heard this news story come out. That's just initially what I thought. I said you have to have a God of War series. Um, you could also do a um, Jin Sakai of Ghost of Tsushima. Obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't realize the Last of Us series was going to come out this year, but Chris, that's going to be so much fun. That's going to be required yeah. watching like weekly or however much they drop that because that's going to be so much fun. Um, especially, I mean, we haven't even heard casting or anything for that yet. We just have directors and uh, producers. But I thought that was fun. Um, little news story now this next one chris we talked about this and i'm really excited that this happened yeah. uh speaking of hbo max number four hbo max reportedly passes on green arrow and the canaries we're going to cbr.com this is by kelvin how dare they i know kelvin childs 
So, according to TV Line Editor-in-Chief Matt Webb Matovich, the HBO Max option was already thoroughly explored, I hear, especially as the leadership shifted over there. And that is why the final cancellation decision took as long as it did. No dice. So it's, uh, yeah. So it sounds like they, they knew it was they they knew it was going to be canceled on CW, and they tried to get it to go to HBO Max before they officially announced it was dead. So smart thinking, Chris. I'm telling you, they are listening to our podcast and then putting the news out. I'm just I'm throwing that out there. It's not a coincidence. And then the last no, one that also goes in with Arrow. Our last news story, CW CEO says another season of Arrow is unlikely. And there's no spoilers in here, Chris, so it's okay. And we're going to Deadline.com, and this is by, let me scroll back up here, Peter White and Nelly Andrevia. Um, I'm trying to find, this is a big fluff piece here. Uh, let me get there, let me Fluffy. get there, let me get there. Oh, here we go. The exec also... <laughs> The exec also played down the potential of another season of Arrow, which ended after eight seasons in January. Stephen Amell, who played the titular killer, killer how, do you spell, how do you say that, Chris? What, how do you say it? T-I-T-U-L-A-R. Tiddler. Tiddler character revealed earlier this year that he spoke to Greg Berlanti about making a ninth season of the show due to the COVID shutdown of his show, Star, star Show Heels. Quote, I'm a big fan of Steven, said Pedowitz. He made a determination by himself that he was ready to move on. I always look forward to Steven coming back into the, some form in the CW, but he's busy doing a wrestling show right now. You know what I mean? For the audio yeah. listeners, I got my hands he up. He didn't say we're not interested in bringing the show back. He just said, right now Steven's busy. Right, and I'd love to work with him again. Right, so I'm sure he's. I'm sure he'll be back in some form of or fashion, especially. For, uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Yet, watch Crisis yet. So, what do they do if Stephen Amell says, "I'll come back, but only if you bring back the Canaries and greenlight the show." Ooh, they would probably be like, man, no, you know, your time has passed, bud. We can do you like a, a one-off or something. Yeah, but that's true. I mean, he's he's the one that's made them all this money now. Um, mm -hmm. But this is it's it's crazy. We'll we'll see what happens because I didn't realize that this uh, star show was his I mean, as much as Arrow was. You know what I mean? So. But right. we need to get right into the meat of the show. I want to talk about releases this week of January 17th. Sunday, January 17th, Batwoman Season 2 with the new actress. I'm excited. To, uh, I'm, I'm going to catch up eventually and watch this as it happens. Um, Wednesday, January 20th, Riverdale Season 5. Thursday, January 21st, Walker Season 1 with Jared Padalecki. And then the same night, Thursday, January 21st, it's Legacies Season 3. Uh, crazy. CW is getting off on the beginning of the year with their normal shows. And you've got four right there. You won't be without content this week without that one. Oh, Chris, I'm ready. Bring it on. Bring on the movie section because we have so much to talk about. A lot of it is Marvel-related. Yeah, we can wait. Oh, no, we can't wait, Chris. We got to go. We could do this. <laughs> well, the first thing we have to touch on is what have you been watching? Uh, as far as movies, 
trying to think. I don't think I watched any movies this week. Uh, I've been. Yeah, I know you did. Um, you know, <laughs> so I didn't realize we were serious about the Poltergeist movie review. Um, but we've for those that don't know, which is everybody. Uh, Tyler asked me last week if we were going to watch a movie for this week's show. And I said Poltergeist because he's never seen it. Right. And uh, it had come up, what, two weeks ago now? Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he thought I was joking, I guess. So, uh, and I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, I did. So, so I, I, watched, I rewatched it for about the, I don't know, dozenth time probably. Well. Uh, uh, and I watched Back to the Future. I put that in. Oh, I need to. That, so. I need to watch that. So listen, there is this app called um, Letterboxd out there. Yes, that, I'm on there. Oh, I didn't. Oh, we're, we're gonna have to hook up then, because I recently there's an app called GG App, which is the, the video game version of this, and um, and so I put on here like what I want to watch and things like that, and uh, Back to the Future is on there. So. I will seen, say this though, I'm I'm it. I'm on there, yeah. but I'm, what? Was that? What did you just say? Uh oh, I I said I've never seen, uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, show's over, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I've, I've never seen. No, it. I. Yeah, we've definitely got to remedy that. <laughs> um, no, I. I'm on there, but a lot of times I forget to put in what I've watched. Mm-hmm. I don't think about it because I go into whatever I'm doing next, and I don't think about pulling up the app and and putting all the info in. Well, see, I think it'd be because now that you're not on there, that'd be a great thing to do for uh, like end of the year. We could see what all movies we've watched and reviewed and everything like that. Since it keeps track yeah. of it all, so that's kind of a, okay. Okay, I like it. I just did it just to keep track of what I was doing, what I wanted to watch. <laughs> Right. Well, our first bit of news um, in this Marvel-heavy show comes out of an interview with Kevin Feige, who confirms that Deadpool 3 is an MCU movie. Let's go, baby. Teases an R rating. Um, So this comes from Collider, from Adam Chitwood. There were a lot of questions that arose when Disney bought 20th Century Fox, but one big question that Marvel fans had was about the future of the Deadpool franchise. Only just a few short years ago, the low-budget, R-rated superhero movie paid off for Fox in a big way, becoming its most prized superhero property. A sequel was immediately greenlit, but the victory lap was short-lived as Disney swooped in and Fox's future Deadpool plans were put on hold. Um... Let me get to the Feige stuff here. It says, when Deadpool 3 happens, it won't be as some tangentially related property with a couple of jokes about the MCU. Ryan Reynolds' foul-mouthed mercenaries officially joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he'll be keeping his R rating. Feige said, sisters, I'm not going to be able to pronounce their names. Lizzie and Wendy. We'll go with that. That sounds good. 
our our hard at work on the script with Reynolds overseeing it, but Deadpool three filming won't begin until twenty twenty two, at the earliest. That's uh, the rough. exact. Well, yeah, a little bit. It says. Um, it points out that they do have their hands full production wise. With they're in the midst of filming Thor four, and Spider Man three. Mm. And they're also going to begin filming Doctor Strange 2, Black Panther 2, and Captain Marvel 2 this year. So they don't have time for it. I mean, that makes sense. Okay, that's, yeah. it. That, that's a lot better. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's exciting. I mean, people have wondered before how Disney would handle certain content um, when they got the rights to a lot of other Fox properties. Not just the superhero stuff, but you know they they picked up the rights to all these TV shows and things and the gifted. Yeah, bring it they back. Did get going. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, <sighs> but I mean I that's one I never picked up on Blu-ray. See, we're we need to, especially speaking to with a lot of the the characters. But did you see the uh, the tweet that Ryan Reynolds did after this announcement broke? He said, "I did not." He said, "Full disclosure, I showed them Spider Man one and two and told them it was Deadpool one and two, Deadpool hashtag Deadpool three. <laughs> I'm telling you, Ryan Reynolds is a national treasure for Canada, but I'm gonna call him an American." He's uh, he's adopted by right. America. He, he's been adopted. We'll take him. I've, I've been a fan ever since Van Wilder. So You never saw that I've, either. I've never seen that either. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, change the way that, it'll change the way that you see chocolate eclairs. Let's put it that way. Um, now you got to watch it. Yeah, now no, you got to find no, out what I'm it. I'm intrigued. <laughs> Um, also, there, there's no link for this news. Morbius has been delayed to October the 8th, 2021. It originally was uh, July 10th, 2020, then July 31st, 2020, then March 19th, 2021. So Morbius is the halo of Marvel. That, that's all yeah, we can say. That's a word. Well, or you could it's, say it's the Black Widow. But with with this release date of October eighth, and this is like a vampire vampire esque thing, this would be good for a Halloween, uh, you know, release it date. It would be, yeah. So I'm kind of glad that it's around that time. I feel like it would just it would set the tone better for it. But I'm curious because it's got characters from Spider Man Homecoming and Spider Man Far From Home in it. So yeah, we will although see. if I have my choice. Of what to watch this next October, I'm gonna watch Halloween Kills. Yeah, that's it. oh, that's right. That that's is me. they did get pushed back too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, Chris. So, hopefully, we can watch both of these in theaters. I'm telling you, that'd be so much fun. That would be amazing. Maybe do a double feature, mm -hmm. like the old days. Jeez, the old back days. when we used to watch good movies like Back to the Future and. <laughs> Ben, ben Wilder. Wilder. <laughs> uh, I feel attacked. Our next, our next bit of news comes courtesy of Kevin Feige. 
this is from Screen Rant. Rachel LeBon. I got fancy with that. I like that. Um, basically, uh, Feige plays coy over Charlie Cox's Daredevil returning to the MCU. Well before Marvel expanded their massive cinematic universe to Disney+, Plus, the studio attempted a string of television shows that held minimal ties to the movies, but existed in the MCU all the same. Uh, of course, this was over on Netflix. The very first Daredevil premiered in 2015, and has it been that long? Yeah, it's crazy to think about. Wow, <laughs> six years ago. God, what That's a insane. phenomenal show. And it starred Cox as Matt Murdock, a blind lawyer who serves as a vigilante at night. Um, fans have long praised Cox's performance and were disappointed when Daredevil was canceled after three seasons in 2018. Uh, let me skip down through here for a second. I didn't realize it was that long ago since the last season came out. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, further fuel was added to fans' hopes in December when rumors swirled suggesting Cox had boarded the MCU's Spider-Man 3. Marvel has yet to confirm this potential Daredevil return, and Feige isn't giving up any hints. Feige said... I look at anything that's happened before, whether it's our movies, whether it's Marvel Entertainment TV series in particular, obviously the comics, video games, cartoons, all of it's available as inspiration for the future of Marvel. That's the way that comics have worked for many years. So we'll see. What a what an end line for that. So we'll see. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy to think about. I'd love to see him make the jump to the big screen. Mm-hmm. Now with so many of the shows, it does kind of make you wonder, would they relaunch Daredevil? So I think out of all of them, Daredevil and the Punisher would be the two that would be, you know, with John Bernthal. Those would be the ones that I feel like would get greenlit over Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and uh, Luke Cage, Luke honestly. Cage. So Yeah, we'll I, I think, I think you, if you bring those back, I think it's to continue the defenders. Right. I don't think it's solo shows mm -mm. because no. they can they can always refer people back to the Netflix series and say, "Here you go." You know, you want their origin and how they came to be. Check this out. Right. Thoughts. I, I'm, I'm about. You look like you were going to say something. No, no, I, I, I agree. It's, I was wondering if Netflix would ever give up the rights and they would go straight to Disney Plus with the series, but I don't think that would ever, because I mean, those were made and produced and everything by Netflix, so it's not like they could just buy them back or whatever and put them on there. Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's the question, though, right? Because if, if they've gotten the rights back to the characters so that they can put them in the MCU. How does that work with the shows? Right. Because, I mean, they're, they're still, like, I mean, in the article, they said they were loosely tied into the MCU. But, I mean, they I mean, they still are tied in, though. So, loose or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Next news story. Uh, from Deadline by Justin Kroll. 
This has everyone's, well, everyone but Tyler's favorite MCU actor. True. Um, Tyler's a, a Robert Downey Jr. fan. And always will be. Me. I'm just going to let you know. <laughs> Is that your man crush? Oh, no. That's, um, that's definitely Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> so from Justin Kroll at Deadline, Captain America Eyes Return to the MCU as Chris Evans nears deal to reprise role in future Marvel project. Um, this says that Chris Evans is cleaning the dust off his Captain America attire as he's expected to reprise the role in the MCU in some form. Still vague whether the deal's closed, but insiders say it's headed in that direction for Evans to return as Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, in at least one Marvel property with the door open for a second film. Sources add it's unlikely to be a new Captain America installment and more likely to be like what Robert Downey Jr. did after Iron Man 3, appearing in such films as Captain America Civil War and Spider-Man Homecoming. Marvel had no comment. Of course not. Why, you know, why would they? Why would they, they um, blow their biggest uh, thing like that? Yeah, it's... It does say Evans had been very public he would be hanging up the shield after Avengers Endgame. Um, with Marvel going so far as to have him hand the shield to Anthony Mackie's Falcon character at the end of the film. Things had changed in recent months as the idea was floated of Evans returning to the MCU as Rogers to see if there was any interest. As the weeks went by, Evans became more game to the idea with the two sides coming to agreement at the top of the year. So... I think it's interesting. Maybe it's just an industry thing, but they use the word property. Mm -hmm. He'll return to a property. <laughs> Technically, that could mean that he voices the character on What If episodes. Agreed. And I'm going to a, a Brandon Davis tweet, a uh, friend of the show uh, from comicbook.com. So... He said, what about Chris Evans back as the Human Torch? Ooh. Mm-hmm. I mean... He did it before. Now, right. Now, I know these articles and things are saying he's returned as Captain America, but a lot of stuff that I was seeing, too, not just in this thing, because I mean, this is all reports and rumors and everything. You know how we do with rumors and reports and stuff like that. But right. it... I don't know, man, because that's how you could... We're doing a big multiverse thing with all... With Spider-Man, WandaVision, and Doctor Strange. We're doing a huge multiverse thing. What do we... You know, he's technically old and gone at the end of Endgame. What if we bring him in back in as the Human Torch? Bring That's how you bring them into the Marvel Cinematic Universe... And then wrap that up somehow and pass it on to another actor. See? Now, here's, here's the question for you, right? Uh huh. If you bring him back in as the Human Torch, do you sign Jessica Alba as Sue Storm? I mean, I'm, I'm saying you have to do you, if, if you go this do route. Do you sign Michael Chiklis as uh, Ben Grimm? 
Well, I mean, and you bring that whole cast back. I mean, I feel I feel like you have to if they go down that route, and then I started going down that 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 rabbit hole. I'm like, well, you know, if we're going to do this whole multiverse thing, and Chris Evans comes back as the Human Torch. That means Michael B. Jordan is going to have to come back as the Human Torch, and you know, I'm just just trying throwing all these theories out in my head. I'm just I'm spinning down a rabbit hole. I don't need to spin down. But I mean, you and then could have a very you could have a very cool moment where someone says, "No, you're." You know, like you're Captain America, and he's like, "Who?" Right. Yeah. See, I mean, you, or, could, you could do moments like that, and then you could have them get some of the heroes that Fantastic Four get some of the heroes back to their own timeline, and then meet the new Fantastic Four. Right. Once they do, oh, because all new. Yeah, because oh, see, Chris, that's how you could do it, Marvel. I know you're listening, Kevin. Kevin Feige, I know you're here. See, as I'm saying, you could have Chris Evans That's, come back as a human torch. He was like, well, he says, where am I at in this world? You know, in this universe. And he goes and sees them. Boom, we've got our new Fantastic Four. Oh, the possibilities, of, I'm telling you. And then I thought what was funny about this um, this news article thing. So this came out late morning is when um, this report dropped my deadline. Well, Chris Evans, uh, early evening, said news to me with a little shrug emote <laughs> so i'm like yeah okay buddy news to you we know how marvel it's does the this same way, yeah same way we had people deny flat out deny that they had signed on to project yeah and then here comes the investor call and it's confirmed yeah okay go ahead and deny it buddy but what we I, know but what i liked was the response that you said jamie lee curtis gave him yep she said you know, if you come back, I'll play your mom in anything. Will me too. <laughs> I love her. She's a no. That's a national treasure. Yeah. She's got to stay. So, yeah. So our next story kind of relates to the one we talked about before this. Um, comicbook.com. This is from Brandon Davis. Hey, I know that guy. Do you? Yeah, friend of the show. Oh, look at that. <laughs> uh. And it's titled Spider-Man 3, Daredevil actor Charlie Cox raps filming. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Now, this, uh, this is right on the heels of the last article. Mm-hmm. Well, two articles ago, where they're, they're being very coy about it and like, uh, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And now here, oh, his filming's done. Yeah. Um. It says comicbook.com has learned the actor Charlie Cox was indeed on the set for the Marvel Studios film Spider-Man 3. He's expected to be playing Matt Murdock in the film alongside Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Though at this point it's unclear if it will be the same version of Daredevil that many fans know and love from the Defender series on Netflix or if it's some sort of multiverse reboot. No, um, absolutely not. Considering... Considering the inclusion of Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, it's possible the Marvel Cinematic Universe will be making major changes to Cox's Daredevil in the future. Now, it I think it's going to be the same character, obviously. Right. right? But I'm what I'm wondering is, will we just see him in Spider-Man 3 as Matt Murdock? Ooh... Ah, see, I hope not. I really, because 
the MCU and Marvel has such a great way of doing fan service. I don't think that they yeah. will. And I'd see, I don't know. Like, I don't, I hope it's not just like a, a third. Well, I guess it only, it can't be too long if he, if he's already wrapped filming on it. I mean, they just started right. filming in what November, I think is when uh, Tom Holland got there. And so I'm just like, ah, I hope it's not just a one and done thing, but you know, it could be, but showing that, you know, Hey, there is a possibility these characters are in the MCU. So I, I hope that's not the case, but I mean, there's so many, this, this movie needs to be a four hour movie. Let's just go ahead and say it. Uh, Spider-Man 3 needs to be four hours long. If we're putting all this like, cast into it, you might be saying the same thing though, about the Dr. Strange film, because if it's going to be all about the multiverse, mm. you might need four hours just right. to go through all the time. And listen, I'm not complaining about that. I mean, I, I want it. <laughs> listen, we had nothing in 2020. I'm finally in phase four with WandaVision now, which should have started right. you know, last year with Black Widow, but here we are. But, I mean, I, I've been such a drought of Marvel content. I want, I want all of it. All of it. Every it's as much as they can give me. I just said, you know, that's all Man, I'm gonna you'd say. Bur- you'd burn through all of it in two weeks, and then you'd be sitting there waiting until next year. <laughs> that's why I like the one division. I like that they're doing it the Mandalorian way, one episode a week. I'm all yeah. about it. Just be, just because yeah. of that, I want these conversations to continue. I don't want them to stop after a week after the episode premieres, and then we have nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's something else to talk about from the website. What? Why do they do this? We on? Is that the... I'm going to say WIO news. That's what I want to say. Okay. <laughs> okay. For some reason, they're wanting me to claim my 100 coins. I don't know what that's about. You should probably claim um, but this, But this is from... I'm looking for the byline on this. It just It's from the WION team. Mm-hmm. It says Ethan Hawke to play the villain in Marvel's Moon Knight, which solid casting. Yeah. I approve. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm right there with um, you. Moon Knight is currently set to run for six episodes. Uh, filming for the show is expected to begin in March, with Budapest being the primary shooting location. And WION, it looks like, is housed in New Delhi, I think. Yeah. So that would explain why they've got this story. Um, Ethan Hawke is set to enter the superhero genre with upcoming Marvel Studios series Moon Knight. Hawke, known for the critically acclaimed star of movies such as Reality Bites, Richard Linklater's Before Trilogy, and Boyhood, will be essaying the villain in the series. The show, which will debut on streamer Disney+, Plus, will feature Oscar Isaac in the lead, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Um, I'm looking for more news on Hawk. The details of Hawk's character are yet to be revealed. Moon Knight is set to begin production in Hungary in March and premiere on Disney Plus in 2022. So we really don't have anything more than the casting news. Right, and he's um, supposed to play a villain. Yeah. Good casting, though. Mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke's really, really good. I think he's going to uh, do real well, especially with Oscar Isaac playing opposite of him. But I'm all in. I mean, not not the biggest news, but I'm in for it. No, it's a nugget. Mm -hmm. But 
every little bit helps. All right. From CBS News, this is pretty big. Um, it's by Caitlin O'Kane. Netflix is releasing a new movie every single week of 2021. Tyler can't watch any of them because he's got to get caught up on main pop culture titles like Back to the Future. (laughs) This just in. Tyler will not have any time to watch any of the new stuff as he needs to rewatch everything he has missed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Netflix says it's kicking 2021 off with a bang. And it appears that momentum will last all year. The streaming service is set to release a new movie every single week of 2021. The company announced Tuesday. Um, these titles will include stars such as Leonardo DiCaprio, Sandra Bullock, Dwayne Johnson, Idris Elba, Meryl Streep, Zendaya, Jennifer Lawrence, Ryan Reynolds, Jennifer Garner, Gal Gadot, Dave Batista, Naomi Watts. Jake Gyllenhaal, John David Washington, and Octavia Spencer. I mean, uh, a lot of those people are also in Marvel movies. Yeah, I mean, but can you imagine like this? I don't know if you saw the the little video reel that they did, but some of these look really good. Like they even put Chris Hemsworth is also in one of these movies, and like there's a lot of other stars that they did not mention. But I'm uh, the, the the reel is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot more that's uh, that they go into detail here. It's just sort of touching on some of the uh, directors involved, and um, that's a that's a huge bit of news though that they're going to drop one new movie a week. Uh, well, at least one because it says the slate includes seventy new movies. Jesus. Um, Dude, that's we're gonna have some fun in review content to review. Like we shouldn't have a uh, an empty week full of like a movie we can watch. You know, they just dropped or something. I know there'll be some of those movies like your your love dovey rom coms and stuff like that. We probably won't watch in review, but we should have something in there for at least one week. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely be yeah. Um. Next news story comes from Screen Rant by Rachel Labonte. Labon? Labonte? I don't know. Labon? Labon. <laughs> uh, Martian Manhunter actor confirms Justice League Snyder Cut appearance. Actor Harry Lennox confirms his Martian Manhunter will be a part of Zack Snyder's Justice League with a cheeky post on social media. Let me get to his post here. So, um, finally putting the rumors to rest is what he wrote. And he hashtagged it Snyder Cut, Martian Manhunter, and hashtag Justice League. How it started, and he has a photo of some concept art, and then how it's going is a photo of him in character. Dude, so, I'm um, so excited. <laughs> Uh, I'm all in for year 2021 at this point. I mean, it's really kind of cool that they're um, they're going to include that character in the Snyder Cut mm-hmm. that he's in there. So, and what a way to announce um, it by a tweet: <laughs> how, how it started, how it's going. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh man, I'm so excited about it. Yeah, that that's going to be a uh, an interesting uh, bit of the movie for sure. That's a character that doesn't get a whole lot of attention, really, from casual properties. Well, and the the last time uh, we saw that character, I think, was in Superman. Uh, because he was one of the ones that arrested Superman at the um, at the little army site. And this is, and I don't think we've seen him, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we've seen him in any other content since then. Not even in Justice League or Batman v Superman. So I'm glad that they, because it was rumored back when, so. when Superman came out that, like, oh, well, he's supposed to be uh, Martian Manhunter. And it didn't really ever expand on that. And then here we are with Justice Zack Snyder's right. Justice League, and he recorded some more content for it. So I'm, I'm here. Yep. Yeah. From comicbook.com and Patrick Kavanaugh. Do you need any relation to Tom that you know of? Or uh, not that I, not that I'm aware of. No. Probably not. Interview possibility. Who knows? <laughs> Ben, ben Affleck says he did Batman for his kids worth every moment of suffering on Justice League. Well, that's just what you want to hear. Yeah, and that, that, and that was what grabbed me as the, as the headline. So, how? I mean, I know it's a, a, a thing, you know, he, was, he enjoyed being Batman for his kids. But he quotes right. and says, I wore the suit to my son's birthday party, which is cool and awesome, you know, good for you, you know. Right. Which was worth every moment of suffering on Justice League. Huh. You know, I mean, they can be taken a <laughs> yeah. lot of different ways, but, you know, you don't right. want to, uh, I don't, especially with all the Ben Affleck controversy with him playing Batman, which I didn't think he did a bad right. job of. Let that be on the record. But <laughs> that's a yeah, weird way to quote that. Yeah, a, a, lot of, a lot of actors will take certain roles because they want their kids to be able to watch what they do. Mm-hmm. and But they usually will say, you know, and I, I ended up ha- actually having some, some fun on this. Mm-hmm. You know, I was able to just kind of let go. It was not as serious as what I normally do. But he just talks about how much he suffered. <laughs> yeah, how much he hated it. I can't <laughs> stand it. Oh, man. I just, I couldn't. They're... Oh, that's not okay. No, and I'm just going to kind of leave that there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in other news, this one from Variety, if I can get it to, uh, to pull up here, come on, stupid technology. (laughs) Um, hi, we're still recording, right? Um, from Angelique Jackson at Variety, Ray Fisher, Warner, Warner Media offered dueling accounts of his flash exit. So Ray Fisher, no longer a part of the flash. Um, he will not reprise his role as Cyborg, most likely in anything going forward from no. the way that this reads. Um, he he is quoted as saying, I strongly disagree with their decision, but it's one that is unsurprising. He said at the beginning of a two-page post published Wednesday evening, despite the misconception, Cyborg's involvement in The Flash was much larger than a cameo, Fisher mm. continues. And while I do mourn the lost opportunity to bring Cyborg um, alter ego Victor Stone back to the screen, 
bringing awareness to the actions of DC Films head Walter Hamada will prove to be a much more important contribution to our world. Warner Media, the parent company of Warner Brothers, disputed Fisher's claims that it had pushed him out of the role, noting he'd previously publicly refused to work with Hamada. Last summer, Mr. Fisher was offered the opportunity to reprise his role as Cyborg in The Flash. Um, wait a minute. Everything reloaded on me. <laughs> um, given his statement that he will not participate in any film associated with Mr. Hamada, our production is now moving on. It also denied it had parted ways with Jeff Johns, the former DC head and producer who Fisher had claimed was exiting the company following its investigation into the actor's allegations of misconduct on Justice League. Uh, Warner Brothers remains in business with Jeff Johns, who continues to produce Stargirl, Batwoman, Doom Patrol, Superman and Lois, and Titans for the studio, among other projects. So, I mean, I see their side of it, mm -hmm. where he said, I'm not going to work with this guy, and they're like, well... He's working on this film, so bye. Right. You're, you're I mean, not refusing, you've... or we're not going to pay you, and we're not going to let you play this character anymore. Right. And I, but I if he I, had, go ahead. I lost. It. I didn't with with Jeff Johns. I didn't ever realize that he was uh, apparently taking a step back from everything. But I'm like, he's one of my favorite writers of all time with DC. That that was news to me, out of that, because I mean Ray Fisher's been having issues. Been talking about all these reports on Justice League with Joss Whedon and Hamanada, and I'm just like, mm, you know, it's. But I don't know. I'm sure it's all true, but he says he wants to keep continuing to bring to bring Victor into it. I'm like, yeah, dude, you've you've burned your bridges at this point. Yeah, yeah, he's done. Um, the thing is, they carried out an investigation by an outside law firm led by a formal, former federal judge. Um, and Warner Media was told there were no impediments to the investigation. And uh, it says that Warner Media's investigation in, into the Justice League movie is concluded. Remedial action has been taken. So whatever it was, was not enough for him to get canned. Right. Or become some big, giant allegation thing, you know. Or a big scandal, right. rather. So so I don't... I don't know what that's all about. I mean, and you know our experience with with Ray Fisher. When we were at uh, WizardCon, the last time we went, his booth was always empty. So, I mean, I don't... Yeah, I, there were... I don't know. I didn't have any negative experiences with the guy, uh -oh. but there were people who left the booth and kind of said there was an attitude that he had, like, oh, I'm this star now. And, yeah. you know, just comments that he would make that they took a certain way. And maybe that was true. Maybe it was just how they took it. Who knows? And that was several years after Justice League released, and this is one and only thing he was been in, as far as you know, nerdy stuff like that. Right. 
I think this is my last one, Tyler. I'm ex- listen, it's been a jam-packed one, but this one... This one's a good one. From Screen Rant and Anna... Yeah, you give me these hard names. Well, yeah, I, I just wanted Duma- to keep you on your toes. <laughs> Dumarog. That's, that's, that's We're going to go with that. Okay. Uh, ben Affleck calls MCU's Kevin Feige the greatest producer ever. You having been an actor, one. having been an actor, writer, director in Hollywood for decades now, Ben Affleck calls Marvel Studios' Kevin Feige the greatest producer ever. He has nothing but high praise for Feige, calling him the greatest to ever live. Before he debuted as DCEU's Bruce Wayne Batman via Zack Snyder's Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, he was also one part of Marvel playing Matt Murdock mm-hmm. in the 2003 film Daredevil. Let's forget that. <laughs> he starred in the, in the film opposite Jennifer Garner as Elektra and John Favreau as Foggy Nelson. I forgot Favreau that. directed I. Yeah. Favreau, who directed Iron Man, where he also played Happy Hogan, wasn't the only person from the Fox-produced movie to eventually board the MCU when it began in 2008. Feige was also a producer on Daredevil, working with Affleck. It's unknown to what extent Feige's impact was on the movie, but Affleck is positively impressed with him, especially with what he's able to do since launching the MCU more than a decade ago. Um... Affleck would say, let's see, it was on the THR Awards Chatter podcast. He said, Kevin Feige is absolutely, you have to say, the greatest producer, most successful producer who ever lived. He's the only guy in the world who, if he told me, I know what the audience wants, this is what we're doing, I'd believe him 100%. He knows his audience like no producer ever. He's a genius. Kevin's like a ringmaster at the circus. He knows exactly how much to wink at the audience, exactly when to pull at the heartstrings, exactly when to do the effects, how many jokes, what the sensibility, what the tone is. Because people didn't know how to run away from the pajamas or embrace it or make it serious. Yeah, I mean, I see what he's saying, 100%. Now, Chris, here's, here's where I come into this. Ben Affleck as Doctor Doom. Now, mm. you know the whole quote you just read seems like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of butt kissing. And how I took this is, is, hey Kevin, we used to work together on Daredevil. You remember that? I need a new job. You know, <laughs> I'm down. Who do you want me to be? So it's, it's, you know, do we see Ben Affleck as a big MCU character? I mean, could we see him as Doctor Doom? Could we see him as Mister Fantastic? Wolverine, maybe. I don't know. I mean, no. you can't really do any don't better do than that. <laughs> can't do any better than Hugh Jackman. But I'm just saying, we we've got this new slate of characters from the Fox universe that we need to bring in. Magneto, maybe. Uh, Charles, eh, not, not Charles Xavier, but you know, see what I'm saying. But this this whole quote that you just read. Seems like a lot of butt kissing and a lot of hey, uh, hire me again. So let's let's play, and, Maybe. and that's how I took it. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it 
could have just been praise for Feige. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe I'm looking too much into it, you know. But maybe, maybe you're not. Maybe he's looking to become a part of Marvel. Cause I swear, Chris, if he becomes a part of he, Marvel. He sees the DCEU kind of dying on the vine. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just... 1984 wasn't... It, it didn't go over well. I wish you could go to youtube.com slash nerdwide and watch the Wonder Woman 1984 review. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could do that. Um, we'd actually very much appreciate it. Thumbs up, thumbs down on the video. Just inter- interact with it. I guess for any of our videos, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if he actually comes in. You know, maybe... God, I really hope they don't try and make him Reed Richards. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be too bad. He's though. not Reed. He's, I just want he's him not, to. He's not Reed Richards. If he does come though, come in though, he needs to rely heavily into his character. None of this Batman stuff, where he was like, "Oh, I don't like playing. Oh, I do like playing. Oh, I don't like playing it." No, no, no. You embrace it and you run be with a... it. Because of that, he does have more of a, um, a villain spin as far as i think comic book movie fans are concerned they don't Mm -hmm. really he hasn't had the best success in these type of films no so it probably is better if he comes in as a villain just like a little one shot thing and you know we talk about him but we don't see him ever again after he's defeated so i'm sure (laughs) uh any any movie releases coming out this week no, none. No, I think we're El Zippo. Still at the beginning of the year, blues. But Chris, the the news doesn't stop there with with the movies. Okay, no. you know you've had know. your fun. You've had your eleven different stories we've talked about. Let's get into what the fans are really here for, Chris. Okay, it's not about me gushing about this Marvel stuff. It's not just talking about DCEU and how garbage it is. Okay, let's talk about some video games. All right. Have you been playing anything outside of the norm? No. Okay. Uh, I I do have... I think sometime this week or next, I'm going to plan to download one. I've, I've already got it in my library called Erica. <gasps> That's right. It's super cheap right now. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I bought it a while back when oh. it was it was still like, like, like five bucks or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I re- I really want to to give that one a try because I've heard good things about it. Ooh, I can't wait to get that four day weekend. I'm gonna need you to play it so we could talk about it. Yeah. Now, I have played off and on again. My week has been super busy with uh, trying to sell the house and move things like that eventually. But I have been replaying Star Wars Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, on the Xbox Series Uh-oh. X. They just had a big overhaul on the new consoles, uh, 60 frames per second, um, all the all the good up-res and everything like that. But uh, I started playing it again, just and I played it on PlayStation, platinum it, beat it 100%. And I just, so good, man. Uh, Cameron Monaghan is a phenomenal actor. And, you know, we know him from Gotham as the Joker. Right. Or... Uh, Whatever you want to call him, he's not, they don't really call him the Joker, but that's Jerome. I mean. Jerome. I mean, that's what he was though. He was the Joker. Um, a lot of other people know him from Shameless. Yeah, that that's true. 
but you know we we like to keep things you know nerd related here and we loved gotham so much i oh, i miss that show chris anyways but that's it yeah. that's all been playing i delved back into a little bit more of assassin's creed tonight like maybe played 15 minutes before i eat dinner but but speaking of star wars nice little segue into our first uh new segment here Star Wars site announced Lucasfilm Games, the official identity for all gaming titles from Lucasfilm. I'm going to GamesRadar.com by Alyssa McConti. Today, this was on uh, Monday. Today, the official Star Wars site announced Lucasfilm Games, the, quote, official identity for all gaming titles from Lucasfilm, end quote. This means that all future Star Wars games will be brought together under one banner, the Lucasfilm Games banner which the official announcement states was developed in collaboration with the finest studios across the industry. Remember that. It's unclear what that means for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, published EA, publisher EA, but the announcement certainly implies that Star Wars games may not be sticking to an exclusive publisher in the future. I 100% agree. Nice little news story, nice little something new, right? But this is where you got to get away from EA, man. Yeah, and they their contract runs out in 2022, if I'm not mistaken, with them. So, what does that mean for some of these other titles? We'll see. Uh, we definitely need a Star Wars Fallen Order two. I wish there will be one, but what does that mean? Who's going to be made by, et cetera, et cetera. So, but that's the first one. Let's. This is this was a week long thing of. Uh, announcements happening starting on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We didn't really get anything Thursday and Friday from the studio. So that was Monday. Everyone's like, cool, you know, this is endless possibilities. What does this mean? Tuesday comes around. Second news story here. Lucasfilm Games announces new Indiana Jones game by Machine Games and Bethesda Game Studios. I'm going to Eurogamer.com for this one. And this one... I'm sorry, you said Bethesda. Bethesda. This is by Tom Phillips on Eurogamer. Bethesda has just teased a new product project from Wolfenstein developer Machine Games in an Indiana Jones game. In a short statement released via Twitter, Bethesda described the project as an original story not based on any existing film, uh, in parentheses, or presumably the upcoming fifth Indiana Jones film due to begin shooting soon, in, in quote, in uh, parentheses. Quote, it'll be some time before we have more to reveal, Bethesda wrote, but we're very excited to share today's news. And the little teaser thing they showed was just a pan across the desk of Indiana Jones, got a coffee mug and some other things. Um, but the tweet says, or I already said what their tweet says. Uh, but this is great. I mean, Machine Games yeah. and Bethesda with Wolfenstein, and now we're doing Indiana Jones game. Dude, I'm all in. If, if there's anyone that, I've been seeing this all over Twitter, I can't claim this joke or statement, but... They said, uh, if anyone knows how to beat down Nazis, it's Bethesda Games and Machine Games. So, I'm all in. And that was Tuesday, there Chris. But what happened on Wednesday, you might be asking. Well, I'm going to come straight to you here. Lucasfilm Games announces new Star Wars game with Ubisoft. Oh, and we're going to Ubisoft.com directly for the press release. Ubisoft and Lucasfilm Games have announced a collaboration on a new Star Wars game. Development on the project will be led by Massive Entertainment, whose expertise and talent will be used to create a story-driven, open-world experience with the Star Wars galaxy that will also utilize the studio's cutting-edge technology and advancement, including the Snowdrop engine. Quote, The vast Star Wars lore is an incredible source of inspiration for our team, said Yves Guillemot, co-founder and CEO of Ubisoft. 
Quote, this is the beginning of a long-term collaboration with Disney and Lucasfilm Games, and we're pleased to be working hand-in-hand to build upon the incredible legacy of Lucasfilm to create a game that we know Star Wars fans will love. Open world Hmm. and story-driven. So it's going to be Assassin's Creed and Star Wars. Dude, I cannot wait. Oh, man. Like, they announced that, and I said, this is the perfect studio for this. A lot of people are wanting a Knights of the the Old Republic kind of game, but this is story driven and it's gonna, not going to be multiplayer. I mean, I mean, it could be multiplayer. We don't know quite yet, but it's exactly what I thought about Assassin's Creed meets Star Wars. I mean, could you imagine using what we're doing in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, putting that into the Star Wars universe right now? Dude, that'd be so yeah. much fun. Like being your your own new Jedi and or you know Mandalorian for that matter, and just I can see them doing a Mandalorian game. Let's be honest. But that was uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And I was like, okay, well, what are we doing on Thursday and Friday? Nothing ever came out of it, though. So they didn't drop anything big. I was oh. like, I mean, well, that, you got spoiled. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. A <laughs> um, little bit of uh, the next two stories we've got here. A little bit of depressing news, so to speak. Uh-oh. Hogwarts Legacy delayed to 2022. I go to polygon.com. They, um... And this is by Austin Goslin. Hogwarts Legacy, the role-playing game set in the Harry Potter universe, has been delayed until sometime in 2022. The game's delay was announced via statement on its official Twitter account on Wednesday. We would like to quote, We would like to thank our fans from around the world and the tremendous reaction to the announcement of Hogwarts Legacy from our Port Key Games label. Creating the best possible experience for all the wizarding world and gaming fans is paramount to us, so we're giving the time, game the time that it needs. That's fine, but... I was really excited. I, and that was one of those ones I did not know it was coming out this year until that came out. And I was like, oh, I guess it was coming out this year. So that's fine. Push it back if it needs to. Well, yeah, but that's what we said about the next game you're going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> and that, of course, is Cyberpunk 2077. Next news story is Cyberpunk 2077 PS5 and Xbox Series X update will not come out until late 2021. And I'm going to Games wow. Radar again for this one as well. And this one is by Connor Sheridan. The Cyberpunk 2077 next-gen update release has been delayed, making room in CD Projekt's plans for more fixes and improvements. The studio expanded on its roadmap for Cyberpunk 2077 in an announcement centered around a public apology and explanation from studio co-founder Marcin Iwinski. According to the newly advised roadmap, CD Projekt Red now plans to release Update 1.1 in 10 days, so January 23rd or thereabouts. Update 1.2 is planned to be even larger and will roll out in the following weeks. Um, and there's a little picture you can see the little ro- the Cyberpunk 2077 rollout until 2022. Um, so it has release and then Hotfix 1.04, Hotfix 1.05, and Hotfix 1.06, which we've already had. Those were those came out November and December, and then it's got 2021, and it's got patch 1.1 and then patch 1.2, and then it's got multiple updates and improvements, and then it goes all the way up until 2022, and then inside of that is free DLCs, and then after that is free next gen console update. Um, Man, it sounds like I I don't think it's CD Projekt working on this game i think it's electronic arts <laughs> so there's been this has ea written all over it yeah 
and that's what man i have again neither one of us i mean as far as i know have touched cyberpunk 2077 uh i guess two weeks after release i mean i i want to play it i just i i need right. to beat assassin's creed first there's other games i i want to play before that and i'm waiting on these new fixes and, and updates and i mean i guess this is if you have a ps4 pro mm-hmm. like i do you kind of lucked out right because this is it's fine here. I mean, I had I didn't notice any major issues, right? When I played through, so people on next gen consoles that wanted to play it got shafted. Yeah. Uh, how do you think they should have handled it? Should they have just played the long game with this and said, "Look, we're going to focus all of our attention on one story mode." whether it's um, Street Kid or, you know, any of those three, release it as your game and then say, hey, in eight months, we're going to drop a new story mode where you can play as a new character. Would that have been better? Mm. Instead of them trying to work on all these things and release this massive game? Because it was massive. I had to delete some stuff Mm -hmm. just to fit it on the console. That's a a good point. Good question, but I mean, would that have fixed the bugs that people are experiencing? Uh, I, mean, I don't know that it would have fixed them. They would have had more time to focus on. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I mean, that's a, I mean. that's an interesting way to play it, like to 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 ask it, because that's. I mean, and they're still saying that they're going to have like a multiplayer update come out where you can play multiplayer in this game. <laughs> Yeah. Stop trying to do new stuff. I know. And that's what I'm saying. It's I don't we can't so what got me was they said that they were the the initial delay to September and then from December September to whenever it came out, November, excuse me, was to fix the things and make it ready for next gen. That was the whole thing they said. So that was a lie. They just flat out just said I mean, they, that's what they said they were trying to do. Obviously not, if we're still waiting until the end of 2021 for the next-gen upgrade. So, they knew these bugs and system crashes and everything like that were in the game and said, oh, we're going gonna, we're gonna to delay it so we make sure we can add a piece to the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 audience. So, so what were y'all? What was so? What were y'all fixing that was so bad? You know, because don't just give me a flat right. excuse. Just tell me. I mean, I know a lot of it was for the investors and things like that, but just say, hey, our game's not ready yet, and we're going to delay this as much mm-hmm. as we have to, because the the bad PR and the bad press that we would get if we release such a buggy game and a crashy game is going to be ten times worse to our investors. Uh, you know, but in reality, that's what they did. I mean, they did not do that, and this is what we get. I mean, and no one's asking like I haven't seen this question come up or anything like that because this is what they delayed it for to September and then to November was they said to fix it for next gen, and now we're saying we're getting the next gen update in late 2021. Right. I mean, I it just I I don't like being lied to. You know what I mean? And that's and that's exactly what that was. Yeah. Sorry if I got a little into that one, but um, I mean, yeah, well, no, but but you're right because I mean the thing is, 
they kept doing these incremental uh, release dates, right? So like mm-hmm. they'd push it back two months, and they kept kind of instead of just saying from the get go, with the way that this game is, as well as combined with you know adjustments we're having to make due to COVID, mm-hmm. we we want to make sure we get the game out. We know everybody's chomping at the bit for this, but we don't want you to have to download 10 patches in the first two weeks. We're going to push this back and we're going to make, we're going to set this up to drop January of 2022. Just push it out. Then if you get finished with it early, you can say, Hey guys, guess what? All right. We're, we're good to <laughs> it's go. Coming out, it's coming out in two weeks, but set always over, under promise and over deliver. Mm-hmm. And, and, they, and what they did was the opposite. Yeah. And you cannot do that. Uh, this is going to be like, they're going to be remembered for this. Any new game that they come yeah. out with you know, eight, nine, ten years from now, they're like, Oh, you remember what happened in Cyberpunk 2077 though? Uh, it was a train wreck. And I mean, and here we are. You'll, you'll definitely see low pre-order numbers for their stuff mm-hmm. after this. You'll see people, a few people that are brave enough to buy it at launch will be like the test dummies. Yeah. The guinea pigs. And yeah, it's. Touchy, touchy stuff with them from here on out. But. They might want to, they might want to sell out to Microsoft while they still can. Could you, oh, I'm telling you, Chris, right now. We, I know we've talked about this, but that's something that needs to happen. If they're going to say, if CD Projekt Red is going to save themselves, I feel like that needs to happen because Microsoft, anyways, we've already talked about that. But the last news story I have, we finally have a release date for the new Pokemon Snap game on Nintendo Switch, and it is April 30th, and I am all in from the 1964 um, classic. Did you ever play Pokemon Snap as a kid, you know, younger? Did you just say 1964? I'm at the the Nintendo 64. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I never played the Pokemon games. Oh, dude, this is so so. Pokemon Snap was on the Nintendo 64, and you were in a little pod thing, you know, on a track throughout these little uh, environments, and every, all the Pokemon were living their normal lives, doing their own little things, and you took pictures for Professor Oak. And you got graded on your pictures and stuff like that. And it became like a huge, just a fun game because like you to advance into the levels, you would have to do stuff like knock a Pokemon into lava to make it evolve. And then it knocks off the secret path. And then that's how you go to a new level and stuff like that. And I'm so excited for this game. I can remember playing this as me and my little brother, um, you know, Saturday mornings playing this game just all day long. And this has been a game that we've been waiting for, for a while for a new release date. And on the Nintendo Switch is the perfect console for it. And we don't have to wait much longer. I can, listen, yeah. 2021 is going to be a good year, Chris. I'm, I'm putting it into the universe now. I know we started off a little rocky, but that was just, uh, yeah. just yeah. a little, just a little hiccup. But we're, we're going to be, we're going to do okay. Yeah. That was a 2020 belch that we had to do. Yeah, with. it was, it's all it was. So we'll be fine. And <laughs> Notable new releases uh, for this week. Hitman 3 comes out on PlayStation 5, Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia, and PC. Don't know how it's going to run on the Switch. Um, and then, uh, that comes out January 20th. 
And then January 21st is Ride 4. It comes on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and S. Now, I asked you guys a question on Twitter, and we're going to go straight to that one. And I said, if you had to grade the first two episodes of WandaVision, what would you give them? Nine votes, and here we go. We have 78% said A. 11% said Mm. B. 0% said D. And 11% said D. So... That's a big. A lot of people liked it. Well, uh, you'll hear our thoughts next week, though, when we uh, collectively have seen it, and I'm curious to see Chris's uh, view on it because it's gonna be good. Uh, Chris, that was that was our biggest episode of 2021. A lot of news stories. Um, I don't expect we'll have another one quite like that for a minute, but that was good. I like what we did there. Nice little conversations, nice little thought pieces in there, and some new release dates right. for things. <sighs> Episode yeah, 12. That was fun. Um, so, before we leave the airwaves, let's commit Okay. To what, to what movie we're watching next week. We're watching Poltergeist. Poltergeist will be Are watched. We, we're, we're watching Poltergeist. And do you know what? Go ahead. So then the next week will be your pick. Correct. Poltergeist okay. on streaming service. I want to see uh, what on what streaming service it's on so everyone can do their homework. Now, don't don't watch the remake. Oh, it's on Netflix and Disney Plus? Why would it be on Disney Plus? I'll, I'll hold on, you know, listeners and watchers. We're just going to get down to the bottom of this. Now, how do I know which one's the don't remake? Watch. The original was 1982. The original has Craig T. Nelson in it. Now, do I know a Craig T. Nelson? Uh, he was on the TV show Coach, and uh, oh, what was the more recent? I didn't watch the more recent ones. God, I you'll know him when you see him. I can't wait to watch this in the daytime with all the lights on. <laughs> okay, so it's on Amazon Prime. All right, I didn't think it was on Disney Plus. I don't know why it told me that. But guys, make sure you watch wow. Poltergeist. Make sure you watch WandaVision because we'll do some slight spoilers for episode one and two. Um, everyone, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Our Wonder Woman 1984 review is up. The audio is off. It has come to my attention. I think that was a, a post-production issue in the rendering service I use. So we'll see if that's uh, we get that better for you audio uh, video watchers out there. But guys, thank you so much for watching and li- or listening to episode 12 of the NerdWide Podcast. Don't forget to share on all your favorite social media platforms. Don't forget to rate and review this if you are listening on your favorite podcasting services. If you're on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Click that subscribe button. Turn the notification bell on. Uh, if you liked something, let us know down in the comments. If you didn't like something, let us know in the comments. We can't fix anything if you don't tell us what you didn't like. But guys, uh, with social media, you can follow the NerdWide account at nerd underscore wine. You can follow me at Ty underscore Haynes. And you can follow Chris at MavTN7. But guys, as always, this has been this week's NerdWide podcast. And we cannot wait to see you next time for another episode. Later, guys.